Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. <clears throat> We're going to talk about how to lose weight without alienating family relationships. And this may sound strange, right? Because a lot of times when we're going to lose weight, we expect the people that are around us that love us and care for us and we have good relationships to support us. And a lot of times that's not what happens. And so um, right off the bat, why is that? You know, it's not that they don't want you to lose weight or be healthier or be happier. It's not that. Um, but a, a way to kind of think of it is that when you start eating better, when you start losing weight, feeling better, living better, all that stuff, it's kind of like metaphorically, it's kind of like holding a giant mirror up to the people in your life, you know, that you're closest to um, because it impacts them. And so it may not seem fair that on top of like doing all the things it takes to lose weight, that now you also have to take into account other people's feelings, you know what I mean, while you do it and kind of cater to that. But you do, you do, um, <clears throat> because if you don't, if you don't um, come up with some strategies to manage this, again, it depends on your situation, right? But if you're watching this, this is probably something that's affecting you. But you've got to take this on too, and you need to have some strategies for how you're going to deal with that, okay? So again, let's just go in a little bit into why this happened so that we cannot be angry with them as much as understand where they're coming from. And I think sometimes having a bit of empathy and understanding for where the other people in our lives are when we start making healthier choices can really not only make them feel better and help them to support us in whatever way they're, they're willing to, but it relieves a lot of the internal stress that we can start creating when we get fixated on how people are not supporting us, right? And that is, if that's a challenge for you, that's one of the big challenges, right? Because we can get lost in that very easy, right? Um, that, that if people don't support us the way we expect them to, we get fixated on that and that sabotages us, right? Because it makes us upset. So um, what we understand is that again, a lot of your relationship with these people is probably built on uh, eating behaviors, you know, first of all. And so right off the bat, you know, if you start eating better, it can break rapport a bit. You know, uh, if you, you know, if you tended to, you know, sit around and eat food with them or go out and get food and eat it all together. And now all of a sudden you're not eating as much, you're not eating it at all. All of a sudden it, it strains things a little bit. It's, it's different, it's unusual, and it breaks rapport a little. So what you want to do and you want to recognize that and you want to seek and find other ways to create rapport with people that really isn't revolving around food. Okay, so you have to kind of find other ways. Um, and again, that's up to you. You know, everyone's different in what they do, but start looking for other ways where you can connect with these people in your life that has nothing to do with food. Um, the second thing is that you don't talk about it too much with them. <laughs> All right. Now, I think this is one of the hardest ones because when you when you start losing weight, you know, you have to get really into it, you know, because it's a big change you're making. And so as you start eating healthier and studying things and really wrapping your head around this change that you're looking to make, to some degree, you get obsessed with it, you know, and then you start losing weight and then you're excited about it and you want to talk about it. And so, you know, you want to talk about it with everyone. And obviously the people that are there in your life closest are the ones going to hear about it most. But again, it puts them on the defensive if they're not in that place, you know. So again, I know this is a challenge, but it's like you have to limit how much you're talking about it with them. Because again, it's like holding that mirror up. You know, when you're always talking about the calories in your food, how you're going to eat something healthier. Oh, that's not healthy and I'm going to choose something healthier. It's, it's again, putting that mirror up and it's putting them on the defensive. And so, you know, they're not going to support you, you know, if you're doing that. Again, I know this may not sound fair, but it's something you have got to do um, because you got to take responsibility for this. They're not going to change. You know what I mean? So this is up to you to make this happen. And again, a tip I would really suggest to you is the less you talk about it, and I know this isn't easy, but the less you talk about it with them, the less you talk about the foods, less you talk about the weight loss, all the changes you're making, the easier time you're probably going to have. 
you know. Um, so something to keep in mind. Now, that's just a, a little bonus step. You might want to find another support group with people that are all thinking about losing weight. And that's easy these days. When we have online, there's a lot of groups where you can kind of connect into and talk about this stuff all the time. Um, but with people in your life that aren't on that same path right now, they're not the right person because <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more they're going to try and sabotage you, you know. So um, we, we don't want to do that. Um, the third thing, and again, this kind of builds on the second one, but it's just a little more explicit about what the intent is. Um, especially if it's like, if it's a romantic relationship, you know, um, if you're the one who's starting to get in better shape and all the rest of it, the other person can start to feel insecure. You know, so, oh, they're going to want to stay with me if they lose all the weight and start feeling better. And, you know, I haven't done anything, you know? So again, this is something you want to take into account and you want to really reassure people in your life. Um, that, yeah, you're making changes and things, but you still love them, you know, as much as you ever have. If anything, you love them even more because now you have more energy and more clarity and you feel better about yourself and you're driving that at them. But again, you have to take this on yourself and you have to reinforce with them, you know, that you make them feel more secure because people can feel weird when all of a sudden, you know, their partner or someone close to them starts making all these changes in their lives. You know, this is, oh, well, you know, what's going to happen with us? And um, so if you do all these things, right? What happens is a lot of times you, you probably won't get the support you're imagining in your mind. You know, a lot of times in our mind, we imagine a, like all the people in our lives becoming cheerleaders. And um, that doesn't happen that often. Um, but that's okay. What we don't want, though, is we don't want them trying to sabotage us, right? And so if you follow the steps I talked about, you know, you'll put yourself in a better position. But at the very least, they kind of just like quietly support you. And then the ultimate goal is that, again, you stay on this path. And remember this, this is kind of a bonus step as well. If you stay on this path and you do it in a way that's not obnoxious, meaning you're not just always talking about weight loss with them, and you do it in a way where you're reassuring them and making them feel more comfortable, um, what can happen, and this is kind of the ultimate, is you start to inspire them to want to create some healthy changes too. You know, And so keep that in the back of your mind, but understand that's probably going to take a while. You know, People are going to watch you. Are you really sticking with this? Are you really doing this? Um, and again, if, you, if you're kind of relaxed with it and you're not always putting it in their face, they'll be quiet about it, you know, and, and they'll kind of quietly support you. But then as you keep with it, you know, again, there's a chance that they're going to start to be inspired by you and start asking you about it. And that's where you're going to finally get to that situation that you kind of imagine in your mind where they are asking you about and you can kind of help them and you're getting there and everyone's kind of moving in a positive direction. All right. So I hope this helps you out. Um, yeah. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Uh, Chuck says move in silence. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's a smart move. The less you talk about your weight loss um, with other people in your life um, when you do it, again, just the easier it gets for you. All right. Remember that. Remember that. That's something um, I had to go through. And something I didn't just talk about is that, you know, I if you have people that are sabotaging you in whatever way, explicitly or implicitly, is you use that as an opportunity to reinforce your motivation. You know, that you're doing this for you. You know, you're not doing this for other people. So, um, it's not up to them to support you. I, I know that sounds crazy, right? Because it's like you, we, we think it is up to them, right? If they love us, they should support us. That's just not how it works. And so if they support you, you know, great. That's an extra bonus. But you need to create a foundational sense of motivation where it's, I don't give a shit. I don't care if they support me or not. I'm doing this because I want to blah, 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 blah. And you have all your reasons laid out. And um, everyone's got to do this to some degree, you know. And I think it's important and it's a good thing, you know, because you end up being so much more, you know, you're committed, you're firm, you're solid on solid ground with why you're doing this. And if someone supports you or not, who gives a shit? Doesn't matter a difference, you know? And uh, I like moving through that way. And I went through this, so again, I'm trying to share where I came out the other side of it. 
because I used to be so frustrated that I didn't feel like I was getting the support encouragement from people that I thought I should get, you know, and that kind of um, that kind of messed with my head a bit in the beginning. So I try and share this with you now because it can be a big thing, you know, and uh, if you approach the way I mentioned, you can find the solutions you need, you know what I mean, to succeed regardless, you know, of what support you get or if someone's trying to sabotage you even, you know, doesn't matter, you can still be in control, all right? So remember that, and that's what it's all about. And I like that, because again, it may not seem fair, but who cares, at least you're taking control of it, all right? And um, taking control can feel really, really good. And, um, you know, what, I didn't add this either, but and one other thing, I don't know, this isn't the best attitude, but uh, sometimes too, like people that are kind of trying to sabotage you, you know, when you stick with it, you know, I, I, I use that as motivation, you know, um, it was really, really helpful. Um, thanks for the free live last night. Oh, I'm glad. Hey, Chuck, you're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, the new by design workshop is one of my favorites to do, you know, cause the idea is, you know, as we ended with that, that, um, that exercise at the end, I'm glad, I'm glad it was helpful. It's, you know, so much of weight loss and, and people never think of it this way. But so what weight loss really is, it's practicing becoming a different version of yourself. It's practicing becoming a thin person, you know, and, and it's never talked about this way, which is one of the things I think that, that dooms people right from the beginning is that you intuitively, like the way people think about weight loss is they think, well, I just need the plan and I'm just going to start it and follow it, you know, because most people approach weight loss as a purely willpower based thing. You know, that your weight loss is going to depend on your willpower and your willpower you're going to use to just force yourself to act a new way. And that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> How many times have you tried this? You know, um, you can't just willpower yourself long term anyways to the results you're looking for. And so it's a complete and total reframe. You know, again, that's I'm, every video I make is really it, it's always got this subtext to it. But the core of everything I'm doing, it's the idea that you don't know how to be thin. If you're not thin, you don't know how to be thin. If you did, you'd be thin, right? You want to be thin? Okay. So why do you think you're not thin? Why do you think you're not losing weight? You know, I, what do you think? <laughs> you know, and uh, I was, oh, I know what to do, Jim. I just got to get myself to do it. Yeah, that's another way of saying you don't know how to get yourself to do it, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like if you keep, you know, so many people just out there bullshitting themselves and they're not, they don't have a clear understanding of the problem. And so they could never find a clear solution, right? Um, your ability to find the solution depends on your ability to articulate the problem. And the problem's not that you don't have enough willpower, okay? The problem is that you don't know how to be a thin person. If you grew up and your parents, you know, you ate natural, healthy foods all the time, um, you know, there was no snack foods around. You learned to eat three meals a day, and that's what you did. You always drank a lot of water. You always got a lot of sleep. You learned relaxation and meditation from the time you were a kid. Um, you know, guess what? You'd have a much easier time managing your weight right now. <laughs> but you probably didn't grow up that way. You know what I mean? And so it's, you have to learn, you know? And so no one ever, people just think of weight loss as an external thing. You're just going to change your behaviors. But really, becoming a thin person is about transforming yourself from the inside out so that you think, feel, and then behave like a naturally thin person. Um, this idea that you're just going to, because what are you now? I mean, you're a naturally overweight person. If, if you're struggling with your weight, right? A good way to look at it is you're a naturally overweight person because you're not thinking about keeping your weight up. You're not thinking, okay, I got to make sure I eat the chips today. I got to make sure I eat that, 
um, you know, my sugar cereal, my donut at breakfast. Cause I want to keep my weight up. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I overeat at dinner and then I want to snack all night. Cause I want to keep my weight up here. You're not doing that. As a matter of fact, you're doing all the opposite. You're, you're all you're doing is thinking about how much weight you want to lose and you're still being overweight. That's how powerful your subconscious mind is, you know? So, um, the truth is that you're fluent, you're fluent in being overweight. Most likely, you know, if you're overweight right now and you've been, if you've been overweight for a while, you're fluent in it. It's, it's natural. It's easy for you to be overweight and it's very difficult for not to be overweight. Okay. But this is a much clearer way to see the problem and the situation for what it is. So that when you go about trying to fix it, it's not just this idea that you're going, you know, it's like, I guess to put another way, so I like to use the metaphor of like language, right? So you're fluent. Let's say if you're watching this, you're fluent in English most likely. And so, you know, dieting is like learning like five phrases. Say you want to learn French, right? And say you learn like 10 phrases in, fr in French cause you're going to go to France, right? Well, you don't know how to speak French. You know what I mean, you just know how to say a couple words in it. And dieting is kind of like that. Like you're just learning something that's just like one tactic and you're going to try and do it for a little while. And, um, but you're not fluent in being a thin, healthy person. You know, you're just an overweight person trying to force themselves to do a couple things different. And that's why it always feels like a battle, you know, because it is a battle. It's your subconscious mind, which is fluent in being overweight. And then you're trying to force it to do thin things. And it always feels incongruent, always feels weird. You know, so the process I'm talking about is becoming fluent in being a thin person. Um, and in order to do that, just like learning anything else, if you want to learn to play the piano, learn a language, learn how to dance, you practice it. You practice. You start off with your skill level down here and you keep practicing and your skill level gets up here. Right now, when we think about dieting. What's that going on there? You're starting day one. You're like, Mom, I'm great. I'm, I'm perfect at it. I'm just perfect at it. No, you're not. You're not, you're an overweight person who thinks like an overweight person and you're not just gonna all of a sudden magically be a thin person tomorrow. You, you've gotta practice it. So I know this bums people out because when it comes to weight loss, well, what, what, I can't just be thin tomorrow? I can't just lose 40 pounds this month? Forget it. I'm gonna go watch the fasting lady. <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, what am I gonna tell you? You know, let me know how you're doing. You know, all these diets and I see, well, I see it now on TikTok. I know you've seen this. If you're watching this, you're seeing, um, you see you scrolling through and you see the person with a chart behind them. Right. And it's like, oh, how much weight I've lost? Oh, I started the injections and how much weight I've lost, you know? And it's like, Christ, man, snap out of it. Stop looking for that shit. Cause, cause I, I you know, you never see these people. That's the thing, right? Like, I like to do a, um, I'd like to do it an after on all the before and after picture people, <laughs> you know? Um, because we got to stop being so seduced and entranced by short term weight loss. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, I'm here to snap you out of it because it's like, Christ, how many times have you been falling into that? Who gives a shit if you can lose 20 pounds in a month if you can't keep it up? You know, I just don't get it. And so instead, you commit to mastering your weight. You commit to thinking like a thin person and practicing it so you can become a thin person forever without having to focus on it. Like my whole lifestyle, my way of thinking, my lifestyle, my eating habits and behaviors are all like I just follow them. I'm living the same life you're living, but I've programmed all this stuff in my head, so I'm just kind of fluent in it. Just like you speak English now, you don't think about it, you know? You look at any skills you've learned in your life. Like they were hard at first, then you learned them, and I just do them automatically. <clears throat> it can be the same thing with your weight when you approach it that way, but you're not approaching it that way. You're just looking for short-term quick fixes where you're just trying to force yourself to act different for a little while, you know? Um, someone says, how do I combat the hunger that comes from taking Seroquel at night? It's what stalls my progress. What's Seroquel? Let me look that up. Seroquel I haven't heard of. 
It sounds like NyQuil or something. Zero Quell. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know enough about Seroquel. I couldn't I couldn't answer that. Um, okay, antidepressant. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't answer that. Um, what I will say is, I'll tell you what I tell other people. And now when this is medicine-induced, it's a little different for me. Okay, there's another level that uh, uh, this is in my wheelhouse. I don't know what this medicine does. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Okay, um, that being said, if you're getting super hungry at night from a medicine, um, because people get super hungry at night all the time. I and mean, that was my worst habit. Most people's worst, number one worst habit is eating at night, you know, snacking all night long. And so I would assume part of this, if I had to guess, part of your, your behavior here, part of it's probably habitual. Maybe you've been doing that or did you never do it until you start taking the antidepressant? Because um, I'd want to separate. I want to separate what's the habit, you know, that you had and what's the medicine. I want to get as clear on that as I can. And so that's how I would approach this. So again, I'd want to know some details. Has this been a habit that's been around for a long time or is it one that just started when you started with the antidepressant, okay? If it just started with the, okay, start on the meds. So before that, you didn't have hunger. It was, it was easy not to eat at night. Then you started taking the meds and then you got hungry. <clears throat> so in that case, um, I'm going to assume this may be something. So if it wasn't the meds and it was, you haven't had it, you know, I would go more of a mindset approach to this. But assuming we're talking more physical here, right? Assuming that it was the meds and they started to make you more hungry. Now we're in the physical realm, okay? And the physical realm's real. So I'm, here I am, a hypnotist. But, you know, I'm not going to say, just, you're not going to just use hypnosis for everything. <laughs> I mean, like, I, it drives me nuts sometimes. People way overstate what you can do in hypnosis sometimes. And um, so I'm not that guy because I'm about practicality. Anyways, so let's assume that the, the medicine is making you hungrier and it's a physical thing going on. So now I would be into, okay, what can I eat when I'm hungry that I can still lose weight with? And what I would aim at there is very low calorie dense foods so that you can eat, but you're not putting a lot of calories in your body. And that's fruits, vegetables, you know, natural foods, you know. Um, I don't know how hungry you get, but if you start eating, again, if you have some, some foods laid out that you can eat that are pretty low calorie, bananas, apples, pears, um, celery, carrots, you know, these are things, again, because again, if this is a new habit, then you don't have a long history of like looking forward to eating junk food at night, right? Because that, that's a whole nother story, right? That, again, I would give you a different approach if that was the case. So assuming you have a history of not eating at night, okay, and now all of a sudden you're hungry, it's a hunger that in a way it's the best hunger to have in, in a sense because you don't have all that mental baggage with it. So you don't associate eating junk food at night watching TV. You don't have that, you know, if it just started with the meds. And so if it's just a pure hunger, it's also a pure hunger where you can eat new things then, okay? And what I would seek to do, because you haven't used to eat in this time and it's a new fresh thing, I would put the healthiest foods possible, you know? Because if it's physically making you hungry in whatever way, then we got to deal with that. And, and that's how I would suggest doing it. And you could do that and then still lose weight, deal with the hunger and nourish your body right, all at the same time. Um, deja vu, I'm only five feet tall and have a harder time with calorie deficit in order to lose weight. Um, yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I have a harder time with calorie deficit in order to lose weight. Um, yeah. There just seems to be a limited, limited beliefs in there, limited thoughts. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I'm kind of blanking on this because you know again. It kind of comes down to like everyone's the same thing, right? We, we 
And I hate the word calorie deficit. I don't like calorie deficit because it, it frames the whole process as this is your normal calorie consumption and then you're going to put yourself in a deficit. And deficit's real close to deprivation and all that. Because really what you're doing is you're not creating a calorie, calorie deficit. You're lowering your average calorie intake. And I, I don't know if you hear the, the distinction in that, right? Because the language is very different. If you're always talking about a calorie deficit, it's and again, because it's always about losing weight. So let me just back up a little bit that I always make the distinction, you know, everyone's out there trying to just lose weight. And that's not the goal of my program or myself. I don't want to, um, yeah, Fonse, I guess, you know, Fonse just answered kind of what I was thinking to myself, you know what I mean? Um, I, I would look at that because I think you're taking that five foot thing and now like everything's built around, oh, I'm five feet tall and it's really hard for me to eat less, you know. But if you're five feet tall, then again, your body needs less calories, you know, and, and all that stuff. So, um, so, so again, I, I don't fix it on weight loss, right? Weight loss is a temporary thing for most people. Subconsciously, it's coded. I'm going to go on a diet until I lose the weight, you know? And so it's this idea that you're going to do it until you get to the goal weight. Well, then what? You know, no one ever thinks back. I don't give a shit. Once I get there, then I'll figure it out, you know? And so everyone's just about the losing weight. And so um, what I'm about is returning to your goal weight and living the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's always my goal. And so calorie deficit, right? Even calorie deficit, the word, think about it. it you're creating a deficit from where you normally were at, but it, it's anchoring everything at the high calorie range, right? So I'm in a calorie deficit. Well, deficit from what? What I normally eat, normally eat, what I normally eat. Did you hear that? Like that's the normal thing I eat. So you're, you're anchored up there at this higher weight. So again, for me, I don't want to hear about calorie deficits because deficits sound like temporary things and it's anchored at, at the hop. So again, what I'm saying is I'm going to say, I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. I'm going to lower my calorie intake. I'm going to lower my average daily calorie intake and get make the, the, that's the new norm. My new normal calorie intake's lower now and my weight's lower. Does that make sense? So I, I the calorie deficit thing just, just bugs me. But anyway, that's my own thing. But yeah, basically you figure out what your calories need to be and um, then you go to work the same as everyone else. So you have to get the same. Don't don't think because you're five foot it's any different than if you were six foot. P please, okay? Just just I'm telling you that that five foot thing is just something, it's in your head and it's it's making things more complicated and difficult than they need to be. That that five foot makes no difference. Um, it's just different numbers, but it's the same process, you know? <laughs> I'm five one myself. Yeah, you do know. Okay, I'm starting to track my steps. 10,000 a day, eating normal foods. Is that a good way to start? Um. It's a good way to start. Okay. It's a good way to start, but I want to add a couple things to it. And again, this is, you have to understand, you're watching this now. We're in a different paradigm. We're in a different world. It's not about weight loss. It's about weight mastery. It's about living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. Now, that being said, it's a way longer time frame, right? Because weight loss is all about short term and it's all about, okay, how long can I, how long, I'm going to do this perfect because it's short term. I'm going to do this for a couple months and lose all the weight. Right. And what we're talking about here is I want to do things I'm able to do for the rest of my life and master my weight. So 10,000 steps a day is a good place to start. But I would also understand that it, I don't know where you're starting from. If you're starting from 2000 steps a day, 10,000 steps a day is a lot. In the first week, you're fired up and it won't be too hard. But then as you continue forward, 10,000, you're not going to hit 10,000 steps every day, probably, you know, unless you're really focused. And so if you hit 8,000 steps, 7,000 steps, don't feel let down. Okay, so that's my first thing about steps. And I did this last year. I did this last year. I really wanted to get my steps up and everything. So I started tracking them. But I also know that I track things. I don't I don't need to hit everything exactly, you know, because that's that, that dieting mindset part of it is this all or nothing thinking. 
you know? And so just be careful of that with the steps. When we start doing something, it's hard not to be all or nothing. I'm either doing 10,000 steps or fuck it. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't want, oh, I missed it. Oh, you know, so so much dieting and change work in, in the regular world is about it's streaks. You know, how many days in a row can I do this? You know, how long can I do this perfectly? Um, yeah, my steps increase in the chores I do and sometimes just shopping. See, that's great, Lena. See, that's what you want to do. That's what I see. And that's what I want to bring back my point. Instead of just focusing on the 10,000 steps, which is great if you do that. Because I remember last year was like a big thing. I want to get a month where I hit 10,000 steps every day. So I, I do that too. I did it as a challenge. But bef more important to me, what I was really most caring about is recognizing what I do that gives me lots of steps and, and waking myself up to realize what's a typical day where I get a lot of steps and what's a typical day when I don't. So I want to understand my patterns. And it's the same thing with tracking the food. Don't worry about hitting just perfect calorie ranges. Re realize you're developing your awareness, you know, and it's all aiming towards creating a lifestyle and rituals and, and routines in your life that keep your steps up higher, you know, because now I don't care. Now I don't, tr I don't really track the steps. I don't care if I get 8,000 or 10,000. You know what I mean? I just want to get more or a lot of them. And I've got the routines and kind of lifestyle to make that happen. And then the food, the same thing. Tracking food's good for a little while so you can set yourself up good routines that you can rely on. I don't track food at all. You know, I would, it would be miserable to me to track food forever. You know, now I have basic structured eating that I kind of follow um, and I know what I'm doing. But as long as I stay in those structured ways, I stay at my goal weight, if that makes sense. Um, what advice do you have about discipline? Yeah, I love discipline a lot. And I, I like to make the distinction between willpower and discipline. See, a lot of people that diet really rely on willpower. So the idea is that you're going to use willpower to force yourself to follow whatever plan you're going to be, right? So you might be in it today, right? Today's Monday, first, May of, first day of May. And so people say, I'm going to start, I had a person like this yesterday, I'm going to start my keto intermittent fasting tomorrow. And so, um, you know, it becomes, uh, okay, I'm going to do this extreme plan. I'm going to run into it perfectly tomorrow right? That's willpower because you've got no, there's no structures there to help you do it. You're starting from scratch. And so it's going to take a lot of focus and energy to do that perfectly. Now, discipline, I consider myself very disciplined. And what I can think about discipline is I think about it like I've set down the train tracks with my habits and routines. And so it's kind of like, like when you're doing willpower, it's like you have to you're like pushing the car, you're steering the car, you stop the car. It's like you got to handle it in all these directions. With discipline, I think of it like I've laid the train tracks down, and so now all I have to do is kind of push it a little bit. And it's train tracks that are going down in a slight decline, you know. So I got to kind of push it, and it's got a small momentum. Um, with willpower, it just takes lots and lots of effort. There's no structures there. You're just constantly saying, "Okay, I'm going to make every decision," you know. And so discipline for me, what it looks like, and it's it's in all different areas. It's in in my lifestyle, my my lifestyle habits, my meditation, my yoga, my relaxation, my hypnosis programming stuff, my water intake. Um, all of these things are ritualized, you know, how I sleep when I go to bed. All of these things are kind of habits that I've installed. And so I'm still there watching them. Okay, let me give you a better example that you can relate to. Brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth is like discipline to me, right? Because you've developed this habit. And so you pretty much do an autopilot, but sometimes you can say, oh, yeah, I got to brush my teeth, you know? And sometimes you don't want to do it, but you always just do it. That's kind of discipline. And like starting the diet on day one and then like trying to consciously all day make all the right food choices, that's willpower. So I'm a way bigger believer in discipline because that utilizes your subconscious mind's ability to really build itself around habits and, uh, you know, routine patterns. So I hope that makes sense. So I love discipline, but it's developed over time and it's developed with the help of your habitual, you know, behaviors, your habits um, and your routines and you use your subconscious mind. 
Um, Lisa says, sometimes I go to bed starving and wake up not hungry. How? Yeah, that, I got to tell you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I have done the exact same thing. Um, and I'll tell you what I've done with that, though. I, I can't explain why that happens. And, I, and if you ever find out, please email me the answer. It's probably a <laughs> I wouldn't take much more than a Google search, but I just always forget. So let's, let's make a commitment to each other. We'll figure that out, let each other know. Um, but I will tell you this. I, I've noticed exactly what you're saying, and I have used that to help me at night. My worst habit at first was snacking at night, and I had to stop that. And so I did lots of different strategies. Um, and that was one of the big ones that I remember using is I remember exactly that. Like I would go to bed, and I was really hungry. I wake up, and I was totally fine, not hungry at all. And so... When I got hungry at night, I remind myself, you're not really hungry. If you were really hungry, you'd wake up hungry. I don't know if that's true exactly, but um, I told myself that, and it really helped me a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> good question. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, let me see here. Um, is keto not a good idea? I get scared of being restricted eating. Um, I mean, I, listen, I, I don't, like, here's the thing with the diets, right, is that the diets... It's kind of society in general, but certainly with diets, diets are usually one tactic, right? People are overwhelmed. And so the diet marketing idea is that you're going to make it seem as simple as possible, right? And so saying like, well, stop eating carbs. Well, that's simple because conceptually it's just one thing. You realize, oh, I could do shit. I could stop eating carbs. Then you go and do it and you realize, oh shit, 80% of what I eat is carbs, <laughs> right? But again, so often with the diets, we just take it as a tactic, you know? And so we say intermittent fasting. Oh, I'm going to stop eating 16 hours. Oh, keto, I'm going to stop eating carbs low fat, oh, I'm not gonna eat fat anymore, you know? And we just like, we just glom onto this one thing. And I think that's the kiss of death, you know, because you're a complex human being. And so I think where you get a lot better when it comes to looking at the diets and deciding what you're gonna do is that you understand the context. Well, what's keto saying, you know? And what I take out of keto, now I'm a vegetarian, right? So it's like, so how am I gonna say, well, I like keto? Because I think what keto has right is that we as a society are eating way too many refined carbs. You know, so I think I take from keto, I'm going to I'm going to lower the refined carb part. You know, I think keto goes way too far. You know, I mean, the idea of going to ketosis, A, is it, is it healthy? We don't know. Is a diet built for epileptics? Um, there's no society that's lived in ketosis. So we don't know what the long term effects of being ketosis is. A, B, it's really hard. That's going to lower your quality of life. It's very stressful. Everyone I've talked to that's tried to get into ketosis all the time. It's a very stressful way to live in America right now. You know, so I don't think that that's a good strategy long term. Personally, you know, if it really works for you and you love it, then great. You know, again, my, my golden rule is there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you. But most people I've seen with the keto when they go try and go real hardcore with it, not so good. But so if you're starting it, if you're just getting ready to start and you're looking, where do I start? You know, to change my eating. I'd suggest that, yeah, you cut down the, the flour and sugar are, are your two big problems. Most likely it's usually everyone's big problem. And so you work on cutting those things down. Now, my program, we do a 5-2 plan. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, you know, and, and then it just keeps repeating every week. And that has a lot of benefits to it. But um, the idea right now, at least to start, is to start, again, do you want to go full keto? That's up to you. Um, but I, you know, I, I take things from all the different diets because they all have something that they're all got like some, not all of them, but most diets have some pretty solid concepts behind them, you know. But the problem is it's like they're only selling you one tactic. So it's got to be just that one way just keto, you know? To me, I use parts of keto, I use parts of intermittent fasting, obviously parts of vegetarianism, parts of veganism, um, 
you know, parts of Mediterranean, parts of low fat, you know, all of that stuff I take into account because a lot of times they're saying the same stuff. So the more you understand the context, the more you can create the plan that works for you, that, that helps you master your weight. What advice would you give about the gym for females as it takes longer for us to see results? Um, yeah, the gym, again, I, in my program, we really don't focus on working out, to be honest. Um, I lost the weight, maintained it for 30 years without any working out. I did yoga, which didn't burn any calories. I do a very, very gentle yoga. So I'm just lazy like that. So um, I, I'm not really, I couldn't give you a lot of workout advice, even though I did do a, a interview series with um, some of the top trainers in the world. Um, but I, I don't have that skill set to, to answer it for you. But I would say, you know, the thing with the gym and working out to lose weight is that the two things you want to watch out for are getting yourself hungry, right? So you start working out more, you're going to be hungrier. So be aware of that. Um, and the second one is the licensing effect, right? When we do something good, kind of like virtuous, we tend to do something not virtuous afterwards. So with the gym, it's like, oh, I burned 500 calories and I'm going to eat something. It's 200 calories. When in reality, you burned 200 calories and ate something that was 1,000 calories. So be careful of that, those two things, all right? Um, willpower wears down by the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Willpower does wear down by the end of the day. I like how you explained discipline and willpower. Good, I'm glad. I hope that helps you because that's a key part, you know? People are over-relying on willpower. I could talk about willpower all day long, you know? Keto is great at first, but it's unsustainable. Yeah, exactly, you know? Now, again, it's unsustainable to the extreme, but I mean, like, I'll forever be reducing, um, you know, carbs, refined carbs. Again, keto goes crazy. Listen, when you're following a plan, when you're following a weight loss plan where you're starting to consider not eating vegetables and fruits, you should really probably reevaluate that, <laughs> would be my suggestion to you. Um, you know, it's just, you know, so, so again, I think there's the aspects of keto, like it as a general philosophy, you know, I, I like some of it, but again, taking the extreme, I think it kind of falls apart. Um, but yeah, and that's not unusual. It's not unusual for people to start keto and then they can't maintain it. I mean, that's the, that's the typical, you know, that's a typical with every diet though, you know, regardless of what it is, it's usually unsustainable for people, but ketosis more than any of them, I would say, you know, it's not a diet that's built for this life. Again, why not? I don't know. You don't have to do that, I don't think. You know. Plus, you know, it's like you've got to get off of the see, you're you're so addicted to the all or nothing. That 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 thought pattern you have in your mind of being all or nothing is usually what stops people more than almost anything. Because you're thinking, well, I'm gonna have to be in complete ketosis or I'm not gonna think about it at all. There's no middle ground with ketosis, you know, if you would take it to that extreme. And um as soon as there's no middle ground, you're fucked because you're never gonna stick with it long term. You know, and then you're then you're all or nothing, and the all's for a week, and the nothing's for months, and so you, you can never overcome that. So you need to become all or something. Fine, you want to go in ketosis sometime. Fine, but what about when you're not in ketosis? What where are you, where are you at then? That's what I'm more interested in. That's that's gonna have a bigger impact. <laughs> the times when you're not all perfect, those are the times that are dictating your weight. That's why I say you should become all or something, because it's that something period that's dictating your weight. You're, you're all for little limited times of mind. Now, again, your mind plays tricks on you because when you're doing perfect, you're doing everything right, you're tracking everything, you're totally ketosis, all the rest of it, your mind's distorting time. And that week feels like months, but it's not, okay? And then when you get off track and you're not paying attention to anything, those months feel like a week, but they're not. It's months, you know? So you've got to recognize this. You have to understand how your mind works and work with it, you know, to get the succeed you want. Um, success you want. What is your take on weight loss injections? I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy stuff. I, I mean, I don't know, folks. It's like how many, how many times can you be tricked on this? You know, how many times are you going to go for the short-term miracle fix? You know, you waste your whole life focus on those things. These injections, I mean, where, where are we going to be? You know what? I, I should set a reminder. I'm going to set a Google reminder for next year and say, hey, look in on the injections, see what happened. 
it will probably go the way of Fen Fen. You know what I mean? Like it's just coming up. They'll probably find out. I mean, these things are for people with type two diabetes. If we're talking about the, the semi-glutide, you know, um, Ozempic stuff. And it's like, it's like, this is serious medication, man. You know what I mean? Like, and it doesn't even fix the problem anyways. People use it for weight loss. You know why? Because it makes you feel sick. It makes you feel nauseous all the time. So you can't eat. You know, like when you get to that point, I get you're desperate. I understand that. But the answer is changing your mindset. It's a mindset based approach, which, by the way, if you don't even understand, if you don't even know about mindset based approach to weight loss, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. I'll give you that. It'll give you a, a you'll experience a hypnosis session and get motivated to lose weight. And then I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. And watch that. It's all about mindset and how to change your mindset so you can lose weight. OK, but these injections, I mean, come on. I mean, these Christ, these injections, they give you the warning right on top in giant letters that they may cause thyroid tumors. And you got to take these injections forever, you know, because as soon as you stop taking them, the, the results wear off. So I don't know. You know, that's my my take. And I know people get so desperate. That's the problem, though. People usually make their weight loss decisions, what they're going to do in a very emotional, reactive state. I always say the spontaneous pain-based motivation event, right? You step on the scale. You see a picture of yourself. The, the outfit doesn't fit anymore. You got to go to the doctor. Someone says something shitty to you. And now you get so upset. You say, I don't care. I just got to lose the weight. And then in that state, you're just ripe for the picking, man. The injections, surgery, shitty, stupid diets. You're just, you're there for it, you know, which is okay if it happens once or twice. But Christ, how long have you been doing that for? We got to stop. We've been at this for decades. You know, you just got to commit to, again, in my program, you have weight mastery blueprints, right? your mindset, lifestyle, and eating. And they're all built around you. You take the time to f figure this out. I teach you a technique where you program your subconscious mind every night for two minutes. And then I give you all these hypnosis sessions to kind of really reinforce and really train your subconscious mind to think like a thin person. Commit yourself to the process and figure it out and master it. Christ, you know what I mean? Like you're always trying to slap Band-Aids on a problem. And it never works. I mean, how long have you been at this for, you know? Oh, all right. Can somebody do hypnosis to forget their past? Um, I don't think you can do it to forget your past, but you can reframe your past, if that makes sense. Um, but you can't forget about it. You know what I mean? There is the amnesia. So I'm not going to say it's never, you know what I mean? But um, I, I, and I, I wouldn't like to create amnesia anyways for things. I would much rather change the way you think about it. And that changes the way you feel about it. Um, I did keto before, and now I have a messed up relationship with carbs and um, binge so much. Yeah, that's not unusual. You know, when we restrict food, um, it creates kind of this rebound effect. Yep. Irish girl. Irish June, wouldn't that be brilliant? <laughs> uh, yes, 20 net carbs per day is insane. Yep. Um, I don't binge, but I do feel stuck when my main food source is rice. Yeah. That's uh, probably not the best main food source. You know, um, why do people think that being on a temporary diet to reach a goal needs to be sustainable? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that but that that brings up the main question. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's like, yeah, the idea, like, like, what are you doing? You know, and people, I'm, I, because I've, I've been doing this for twenty years. I've done five thousand private weight loss sessions, so I know that when people are in that emotional state I was just talking about, they don't want to hear, they don't want to hear about logic and sustainability. They just want to lose the weight. They don't give a shit what they have to do. You know. But it's like that's usually when people are ready to take action and lose weight is in that very emotional state. So you got to start making the distinction between am I here just to diet and try and lose weight or am I here to live at my goal weight, to, to master my ability to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life, you know, because they're two totally different things, you know. And if you keep just trying to lose weight, it gets worse because even if you lose the weight, usually what happens is all you know is losing weight. And then you get to this final goal 
and you put the weight back on because all you know is losing weight. You don't know how to live as a thin person. And I know that sounds like, Jim, that doesn't make any sense. It makes complete sense because you're obsessed with losing weight and you trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And then when the scale stops going down and that's it, and now you don't have the pleasure of the food and you don't have the pleasure of the, of the weight going down, you're fucked. <laughs> like you, you just, I, and I know this because this is what I do. And no one thinks about this. I do. This is what I focus on because you have an overweight mindset. You, you, you think like an overweight person. This is why you doing everything you can, you can't lose the weight because your subconscious mind is controlling your weight. Your subconscious mind controls how you habitually think, feel, and behave. Okay. And so when you go on a diet, use your conscious mind, your willpower, your prefrontal cortex to fight against your subconscious programming. Okay. You never change your subconscious programming though. And so you never change your weight long-term. You know, you just have these little temporary things you do for a little while. And then you always go back up, up being overweight because you're fluent in being overweight. You have a mindset of an overweight person. And the only solution I've seen for long-term success is you create the mindset of a thin person. You learn how to think like a thin person. Um, what's the fastest weight loss? Um, the fastest weight loss is to stop eating any food, stop drinking water, take laxatives, and work out as much as you possibly can before you faint. Would probably be the fastest weight loss, short of chopping an arm or leg off is probably the fastest, but no one's going to do, no one wants to do that. So it'd probably be the first thing I was saying. Would probably be the fastest weight loss you could achieve. No food, no water, laxatives, work out a lot. That, right? Would that be the fastest weight loss anyone could possibly achieve? I, I mean, well, we're not, we're not going to like, like liposuction too, but I don't know if we're talking about that. Um, I stopped keto a long time ago and still didn't recover my relationship with carbs. Yeah, again, it, it just messes up your head when you do that. Um, how much does your hypnosis cost? Uh, my hypnosis is actually a whole program. It's program yourself. Then uh, it's two thousand dollars. It's an eight week program where you create your own weight mastery blueprints and you learn how to install it into your mind. Now I will give you a secret for anyone that's on here. If you go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session. I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. If you watch that training, it's about a half hour long. I talk about my program and I give you a fifty percent off discount to get into the program. I became successful when I finally realized there is no finish line for a healthy lifestyle. All right, Kaylee, Katie, Katie, yes. That's the answer. I like the way you put that. There is no finish line. Yeah. I always say it's a forever marathon. People say, oh God, forever dieting. No, it's not fucking dieting because <laughs> the diets are just treating the symptom. When you find the cure, you live this way forever. I'm going to be at this way for the rest of my life. I'm going to be living my lifestyle, eating the way I'm living, you know, eating the way I'm eating for the rest of my life because I love it. So imagine that. Imagine like looking up your whole life and you just expect yourself to be right at your goal weight. It's the best feeling in the world. I, I swear that all the time. Not because I look a certain way, by the way, but because I don't have any of that bullshit in my head. Right? I'm not kind of, oh, God, I lose the weight. What am I going to do? God, I mean, think about it. You're living your life thinking of 60, 70% of your, your thoughts are revolving around your weight and food. That's a life not well lived, in my opinion. You know, would you say it's worth it? Would you say it's worth it to go to a dietitian? Eh. Yeah, I don't think it hurts as long as you realize what they are. Um, it's it's a tiny piece of the puzzle. The problem isn't that you don't know what to eat. The problem is that you don't know how to get yourself to do it is the biggest problem. And a dietitian is going to tell you what to do, and you're still going to have to get yourself to do it. So again, I think nutritionists and dietitians have their place, but just realize what that place is. They're going to help you clarify what to do, you know, and, and help you strategize that a bit. But ultimately, the, the big challenge remains, how do I get myself to do it? And that's where the mindset stuff comes in. Um, <laughs> sugar booger. 
Uh, I live in El Salvador, had a gastric sleeve operation one and a half years ago. I am still in the process. Yeah, sure. How are you doing with the weight loss? Have you ever been able to keep it off the whole time? Would you say it's worth it to go to a dietitian? Yeah, we just answered that one. How do I get your program from El Salvador? Is it online? Yeah, my program is online. So um, it's uh, I, well, it, it, so I deliver it through the phone, right? So there's a, it, it goes right through your phones. This is important. In my program, every morning you start with a five-minute hypnosis session, right? Each, each one's a different one for eight weeks. And they put a different weight loss mantra in your mind. And then um, at night, you get another reminder, and it's an evening hypnosis session. And I remind you to do that program yourself thin technique, which takes about two minutes to program your subconscious mind. So I deliver it through the phone for eight weeks, and then there's a membership site that you have lifetime access to. And then um, we do live coaching calls twice a week on Zoom. So you work directly with me. And uh, again, that, that's the real value. I mean, it costs, it's my private coaching fees are $10,000. So that's the most valuable thing. No, no, it's not the most valuable because the, the process itself is the most valuable thing. But being able to work with me as well as I can and clarify things for you real fast. But yeah, you can get it from El Salvador for sure. I think it has to be mind, body, spirit, complete all my dimensions. I would love to take it. Yeah, that's what we do. You create your own custom plan. Again, we break down to mindset, lifestyle, eating. You know, and I make a pyramid shape because mindset's the most important on the bottom, then lifestyle, and then eating. And most people are just trying to change the eating. You know, that's why it's not working. So when you change all three and you customize them to yourself, you follow your own weight mastery blueprints. Again, you create your weight mastery blueprints based on you. It's a fill in the blank workbook you fill out based on your preferences, your lifestyle, your um, situation in life, who you are. And then you use the program yourself then technique to program those those activities into your, your subconscious mind. So you do them, you know. Would you say it would help with weight loss? I think you're still talking about the dietitian. Yeah, I've been struggling. It'll help. It'll help a little bit. But again, very few people that I've met don't know enough to start losing weight. So I'm not saying a dietitian isn't. It, you can always learn more nutrition. It's. It's always. I'm always learning new stuff about that. So I think that's that's great. And seeing a dietitian will speed that process up, especially if you don't know much about you know what to eat. But again, just remember, at the end of the day, if, even right now, I know you know enough about what you should and shouldn't eat to lose weight. So again, that problem remains. And so. I'd suggest save your money with a dietitian and get my program. <laughs> That's going to serve you better than going to see a dietitian, most likely, you know. I love your straightforwardness. I appreciate that because, again, I, I'm not here to bullshit anyone. I just want to – my dad died of a heart attack. I always tell you the story. I mean, for me, weight loss is life or death. It's not really just about looking good at the beach. I want you to look good too, you know, in your clothes. But this is really – I want you to live longer. You know, the, the Framingham Heart Study, one of the longest studies ongoing, um, and they – women that were overweight lost three point one years of their lives and women that were obese lost an average of 7.3 years of their lives i believe and so i mean we're talking about your life here you know what i mean we're, we're conditioned to minimize the effects the food has on us very much like cigarettes back in the day and so we're i always say it's like like you know we, we spike our glucose levels multiple times a day in the natural world you wouldn't be able to spike your glucose levels if i dropped you off in the woods and said spike your glucose levels i'll give you a million bucks I'm gonna keep that million bucks. You're gonna even spike your glucose levels. But here we're in the modern world and you're doing that four, five, six, seven, eight times a day, every day. You know? It's reducing your lifespan. I mean, this is what we're talking about, you know. So that's why I'm very straightforward, you know. I've been really trying, but I haven't lost a single pound. Um, well, you know what they say about trying, you know. If I told you I tried to close the door, is it open or closed? You know? So stop trying and start doing. <laughs> I'm kind of being obnoxious. Don't don't let me um don't let me be obnoxious to you. But what I will say is that don't give up either. There's no trying. I mean, there, you take an initial step and you've seen now what works or what didn't work. You know, this is why I say the diets are the kiss of death because you're just doing the diet all in and then you're not doing it at all. 
And so you never get to learn or grow. What you need to do to master your weight, just like anything else you're going to master, is you take some action and then you see what the results are. And you say, okay, uh, I didn't lose any weight. Okay, let me see what I've been doing. Let me tweak it. Okay. Now I lost some weight, but I want to lose some more. Okay, what else can I tweak? You know what I mean? Like that's a normal process of improvement and growth and evolution. Not this fucking, oh, I'm just going to jump in and now I'm perfect. Now I'm just eating perfect. I mean, how many times have you tried that? You know what I mean? It doesn't work. So don't do not do that. Oh, I'm going to try. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me see. I always say this, let me put it in a different way. But it's like if you had a kid, say you had an eight-year-old kid and you said, ah, you know, you want him to play the piano. And you say, oh, I got you some piano lessons. The kid goes, I don't want to play piano. And the kid goes, okay, fine, I'll play the piano. I'll take two weeks of lessons. But if I'm not good by the end of two weeks, I don't, I'm not doing it. Would you say, yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's smart. That's the way you should be. If you don't get results in two weeks, yeah, just stop. Is that what you'd say to him? No. You'd say, come on, it's going to take longer than that. You got to give it some time. But how are you approaching weight loss? You're being just like that little kid. Right? If you make it to two weeks, that's a long time, right? If you don't lose weight the first week, what are you thinking? You know? And the truth is, people lose weight at different rates. You know, it depends what you're doing. But you're building it all just around quick weight loss. And then it, you're so conditional. If you don't get the results right away, you've got to quit. You know? You're so conditional. And you got to stop being on You got to commit. You got to make a real commitment to this. You know? Fuck it. I don't care. I lose weight or don't lose weight. I am committed. I'm making this happen because I want to live as long as I can. I want to be as happy as I can. I want to feel good. I want to be the person I truly want to be, which goes to another point. In my program, we take the weight loss, we wrap it in personal development. So it's not a process of just losing weight. It's a process of becoming the person you want to be, the best version of yourself. That's the goal, not just to lose some weight. <laughs> You've got to make it bigger. You know? But yeah, hey, good job on taking action, though. I don't want to just sound negative. Good job taking action. You've taken some action, but now use that action and learn from it. Don't just say, oh, I took action, it didn't work. You know? Yes, I have to keep it all. I have I have iron on my phone. Love your lives. I watch daily. Oh, great. Super, super. Um, everything you say is so true. You definitely know us dieters. <laughs> yeah, right? I do know dieters. I do. I've been studying the diet mindset. Um, but it's been, I mean, it's really been 30 years. It's been, been my whole life. I'll be honest. Um, but yeah. I, I really, especially 20 years, I've got, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. It just, it reveals patterns very quickly, you know, so I, I, I know them um, very well. I was so bummed on, says I missed your free training over the weekend. Any recording I can watch? Um, is there a recording? I'll have to look, actually. I'm not even sure if I recorded. I'm using a different service. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good training for sure. So, um, yeah, which reminds me, everyone, if you, again, I say this again, get, get that hypnosis session I'm giving you. It, it's free. Click the link in my bio, get that hypnosis session. Um, again, I bring you to a training that's three steps to master your weight. You should watch that. Um, but then you get on my email list and I send you emails all the time. Um, I do free training sometimes, you know what I mean? That I, I let you know about, you know, and you can go to. So, um, yeah, Don, I'll, I'll check and see if I, if I have a recording of that. I don't know. I don't even know, <laughs> but it was a good, it was a good training for sure. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, if, um, no, I got to get out of here anyway. He's actually got a call coming up. But all right, everyone, I got uh, some videos coming. It's May here. I got a, a hypnosis, uh, lose weight in May training coming up. Um, bum, 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 bum. You can watch my, my podcast is Program Yourself Thin. Uh, that's on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, Jim Katsoulis is my YouTube channel. There's some cool stuff there. Uh, you check that out. And what else? 
So that's everything. I got a TikTok too, Jim Kitsilis TikTok, if you want to go. That's more just like hypnosis, kind of general hypnosis, personal development stuff. This is obviously all about weight loss. So um, cool. All right, everyone, have a super duper day. Uh, get that hypnosis session, and we'll see you soon. Bye.